Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Thank you. 
choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Satan Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright Gonna learn today. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Welcome once again to another episode of Bible Talk. Yesterday is Thursday. Uh, what did it say? The 26th, right? Uh, today is Thursday, the 26th. And yes, um, uh, I know you're expecting uh, our teacher, our friend, our brother, uh, our mentor, uh, Uncle Tazapai. Uh, but he's, he's on a plantation today, y'all. He's, 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 he was called away to the plantation. Uh, so we will catch up with him uh, again. Hopefully, um, if God said the same uh, this coming Tuesday for another great episode of Top Spot Tuesdays, um, and then hopefully he'll be able to get back in touch with us again next Thursday with another episode of, of For Your Information uh, Thursdays. All right. Uh, shout out to the brother Top Uh He hit me up this morning. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother, for for, for the shout out for the Muslim class yesterday and and the encouragement and. That's what I want to do, uh, brother and sister. That's like the mission I'm on right now. Uh, I want to let me pull the scripture up as, as it's just hitting my head. Uh, I'm a little scatterbrained, so forgive me. But let me get this real quick. Um, e E X H O R T exhort. When we go to, let me do it like this: exhort daily. D A I L Y. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. The book of Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13, and it says this. Um, you know what? Look, I thought of verse 12. I got to start at verse 12. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 13. But exhort one another daily. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Brothers and sisters, I'm really on that. It says exhort one another daily. Um, let me get my comparison Bibles here. Um, when we look at this scripture, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, and the, uh, the, a faithful version, uh, uh, version of the Bible, it says rather be encouraging one another each day while it is called today so that none of you become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So when it says exhort one another, this is giving us an understanding. Be encouraging. We have to encourage each other daily. As we're living in the midst of this, this evil and wicked world from Galatians chapter 1 verse 6, this world is definitely wicked. And as we get closer and closer to Christ getting here, our Lord and Savior Christ getting here, Remember, he tells us that in these last days, it's going to be the, uh, like it was in the days of Noah. That it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be wild out here. He, he told us that, that the love of man is going to wax cold. And for all the temptations and for all the, 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 the attacks of the enemy, the attacks of the devil, that it, it's going to make a person, it's going to really test our faith. Our faith is really going to be tried. Uh, our endurance is really going to be tried. Like Matthew chapter 24, verse 11 and 12 that the love of many is going to wax cold. And I'm just going to talk that also. 
The love of many is going to last cold. But he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. This really is an endurance uh, race, brothers and sisters. It's not a sprint. You know, like the brother Warden I is always saying, uh, we are definitely in a marathon race. This is not a sprint. And who's going to endure to the end? Who's going to push our way through to the end? And we're going to have the obstacles. We're going to have the things that are going to hit us up. Our faith is going to be tried. If your faith ain't tried, something's wrong. If our faith is not being tested, something is wrong. In following the footsteps of, of Christ, for him, his faith to be tested while even up on the cross. I, I go over this. I hit this up many times. For him to be on the cross, to have his faith tested, uh, come down from that cross and we'll believe you're Christ. Um, uh, you save others, not save yourself. That temptation to take matters into his own hands, to lose patience. He was definitely faced with that. But if we're going to be followers of him and be his students, how did he get to that hardness? We have to follow his path. You know, um, and he told us that. Let me, let me pull that one up real quick also. Um, as I'm going to come back to this comparison Bible, and this is kind of an exhortation for myself also, brothers and sisters, just to be honest with you. Um, way, truth. St. John chapter 14, verse 6. And St. John chapter 14, verse 6, Christ says, uh, Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So, the path and the example that Christ laid for us, we have to follow it. But the, the temptations for us to, to be distracted, to give up, to lose hope, to, 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 to let doubt really creep in is evident, but it's there. It's there. And if a person's faith is not being tested, you know, that, 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 that whole saying, uh, too blessed to be stressed, I don't know what, where... where I, I, I don't know where you get that from. And the reason I'm saying that right now, brothers and sisters, the reason I'm saying that, if it got to the point where Christ was so stressed out that he was sweating drops of blood and not wanting to have to face and go through the crucifixion, that that was not his will, that is not what he wanted to have to do, but had to face it anyway, that's stress. That's stress. So to have this, 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 this religious imprint that we receive from the conquerors of the Americas, I'm going to say it like that, of seeing them, live, seeing them live their lifestyles with no stress, with them essentially having heaven on earth from slaves to you're talking slaves, servants, to where you were the law. You were the judge, jury, and executioners. You really just, just set up things as you went along and changed the rules and, 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 and adjust everything to, to accommodate your benefit, your privilege, your lifestyle. And for us to make a see, okay, well, that must be what it means to have God on your side. God bless America, you know, to, to have that, that imprinted upon us for the past over 500 years since Columbus and the first arrived, 
manifest destiny. That 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 certain people, or even like David, we can even go scripturalize. The, uh, when we read the the thirty seventh Psalms, when we read the seventy third Psalms, the stress that David was under in having to get away from Saul, the persecution, literally trying to kill him for pulling demons off of him, for helping Saul, being Saul's armor bearer. To be an armor bearer, you're, you're protecting, you're, you're, you're like the king's bodyguard. You're the closest to the king. That was David's job, and to the point where he was being persecuted, go back and read if you haven't read it, brothers and sisters. Go back and read the, the 37th Psalms, and go back and read the 73rd Psalms. Go back and read um, um, Jacob wrestling with the angel at the risk of not knowing what's going to happen to his family if Esau Esau and the clan of Esau, the Edomites, if they're going to wipe out his whole family and and kill him and he has to wrestle with an angel all night long? Too blessed to be stressed. Come on, y'all. Um, Abraham and the child situation he went through too, too, too blessed to be stressed. Noah, the realization that God saved you and eight members of your family and wiped out everybody else except for the animals and, and that were on the ark. And brothers and sisters, go back and do the, do the math. It took Noah 100 years, 100 years of prophesying to build the ark. Forget that, 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 that Hollywood Studios madness about um, some, some angels came down and they built the ark and then they got turned into stone or what? Come on, stop. So, so, so to come back and understand that, yeah, we're going to be hit up. And to come back and now want to get it back to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Verse 12 and 13. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 13. But exhort, encourage one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And that's that's this, this, you know, this is where my, my spirit is at. This is what I'm really trying to promote. Um, let me see the, the, the common English version Bible. The common English version uh, Bible says this. You must, you must encourage one another each day. And you must keep on, keep on while there is still a time that can be called today. Don't then sin may fool some of you and make you stubborn. Mm. Let's see what else do we have here. Let me tell you the, uh, the BBE, the Good News Bible, the Good News Bible. Uh, it says here, instead, in order that none of you be deceived by sin and become stubborn, you must help one another each help one another every day as long as the word today is in the scripture and the scripture applies to us i love this all right 
that we need to exhort each other daily, encourage each other daily while it is called today. Um, you know, the, the saying, to, to give a person their flowers while they can still smell them. <laughs> we all have flaws. We're not ever going to, I'm not going to ever say we don't. We all have flaws, but we're all fighting the battle of our, of our lives. We're all fighting, fighting for our souls and the souls of our loved ones. So let's encourage each other daily while it is called today. All right? So that's just where I'm at, brothers and sisters, um, um, uh, mentally. Uh, let's exhort let's one another. All right? That, 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 that's where I'm at. Keep pushing. Let's keep encouraging. We, we face enough doubt. We face enough, enough trial situations, enough persecution. We face enough of that um, just in everyday living. So let, let, let's encourage each other. All right? Let's use these scriptures. Let's use this book. And let's encourage each other. Lest we, we, be, we become hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. All right? So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, again, welcome to the show. Um, and I would like to exhort uh, some of the, uh, my fellow camps, the fellow, fellow, fellow teaching areas across the country. Here in San Antonio, uh, the Sport of Truth, uh, located at 4444 Wazum, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, leaving the address there. And they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and then again on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. For our school in Houston, uh, located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477, meaning address there. They have class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, from Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then again on Saturdays, also starting at from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For our school in Norfolk, uh, the, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Nova Virginia, located at 2610 Granby Street, Nova Virginia, 23517, meeting address there. They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then on Saturday starting at 12 noon. Uh, for our school in Rochester, uh, the Stream of Wisdom, Rochester, New York, uh, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, meaning address there. They have class every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and also at uh, starting at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Uh, we invite you to please check out um, some of our YouTube sources, YouTube media, uh, media channels, the Hidden Truth Bible Show by the Israelite Media Corps, and Five Minutes of Wisdom. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out to my brother, Aisha Whitezar, and my brother, Michael Olive, who's up there in, in, in Dallas, Texas, with the Fountain of Wisdom, they're doing an excellent, great job. They've been, they've been enduring and keeping up the work that, they, that, that they've been commissioned with diligently through, through trials and tribulations, through ups, through downs, through highs, through, through lows. They are diligent. You can reach the Fountain of Faith, the Fountain of Wisdom, I'm sorry, Fountain of Wisdom, on YouTube. Not YouTube, on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Facebook. Uh, send them a, uh, uh, a request. Uh, to check them out, they, they have classes every Friday. Uh, they, they have a Sabbath class every Friday. And then faithfully and diligently, every Saturday morning, I believe it starts at 8 a.m., uh, they do the Torah readings. And the Brother Mike Allen, they are doing a great job with that. The congregation is growing. Uh, they're, they're enduring. I invite you to please check them out. Uh, reach out to Brother Aisha White Desire at area code 505-218-4218. Reach out to the Brother Aisha White Desire at 505-218-4218. If you have been in the Albuquerque area, 
Um, just reach out to him. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to complicate this. Reach out to him, all right? Um, uh, congregate with him. The, the brother, I mean, him, they're doing an excellent job. Him, the brother Zakar. I, I, I got you, Zakar. Um, uh, Ayal, uh, Kobe, the brother um, uh, Ahad Kabadaza, uh, they, they're holding it down, brothers and sisters. They are holding it down. And the reason I, I, I do want to give a shout-out to them because the brother Isaac Kabadaza goes back to be – being one of the original members of the Stream of Knowledge back in um, in Albuquerque when it first got established back in uh, 1992. Uh, back in 1992, uh, when the brother uh, Ariala, uh, the brother Aharon, and the brother Kawakab had first came down from uh, uh, from New York from One West on 25th Street. The original ISUBK is is, is I'm going to show you how far back this goes. Back in 1992, it was the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge. That was the original name of One West. Then it got changed to the Israeli School, the, the, uh, the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge. Then it went to the, to the um, Israelite Church of Universal Practical Knowledge. But going all the way back to when the school was originally called the Israeli School of Universal Practical Knowledge, this is when Albuquerque was first founded, the stream of knowledge, uh, with under the tutelage uh, of our beloved elder, our beloved brother, who I do miss dearly, uh, Ariala, uh, uh, General Aharon. And at the time, it was captain of uh, 5,000 uh, Kawakab. The Aishwajas that goes back to the original members, original founders, the, if, 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 if this was the Sons of Anarchy, he was, a, uh, what do you call it, the OG, OC, uh, FC, founding member, whatever the, the moniker would be, he was one of the original ones that was there. And that through his diligence, through his love, he has kept, uh, kept it going and it, and it's growing. Um, Uh, brothers and sisters, I, I got to take a, a quick intermission uh, right now. Uh, as you know, my wife is is in Georgia. Uh, her mother is, is is was recently put on hospice, uh, and you know prayers going to her. I have to get to the prayer part of, of of the class, but right now, um. I need to, she has, she has a request right now. So I need to hit this up. So let me hit this intermission real quick so I can fulfill this real quick. Um, I'll be right back.
All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. We are back. All right. Um, let me go ahead and and get the send these prayers up. Let me. I need to pull this my prayer list back up one more time. All right, brothers and sisters. Uh, as we as you know, we're trying to uh, encourage one another to continue uh, in the faith, continue through the trials, tribulations. Um, in the midst of again that 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 statement of uh, too too blessed to be stressed. Uh, again, I don't know what God you're following. I'm just gonna say it like that. Uh, I, but to 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 keep encouraging and keep and keep keep the momentum going. Uh, let's send these prayers up uh, for for a lot of our brothers and sisters and families and friends uh, that are definitely going through some through some trials tribulations. Right now, need some extra prayer, need some extra help, um, uh, need some spiritual strength as they're going through the things they're going through. All right. So uh, here we go. All right. So we ask uh, the Most High Father, in the name of Christ, the Messiah, please listen to us now, right now. Please send Michael and the holy angels to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help to protect, to build up. And, Father, we ask that you continue to give your long-suffering and your peace and your joy and your continued mercy, Father. We ask you, Father, that you would bless and that you would keep. We ask you, Father, that you would make your face to shine upon and be gracious. We ask you, Father, that you will lift up that you will lift up your, your continents upon upon us, and Father, you would give us peace. Father, we ask as we lift up to you, Father, um, the sister Bobby Dixon. Father, we raise up unto you, uh, Sierra Leakey, the daughter of Brother David, uh, there in, in Dallas. We lift up to you, Father, our sister Abadiah, our sister, everybody's aunt, everybody, everybody, everybody's sister Abadiah. Uh, out there in Houston with the stream of wisdom. We lift up to you, Father, our brother Shaquat Gabar, priest Shaquat Gabar, out there in uh, Duncan, Virginia. Father, we raise up to you, our brother and sister, the husband and wife of Dawa Macha, and everybody's auntie, everybody's ama, Warwick Dyer, here in San Antonio. Father, we lift up to you, our, our brother John Spann, our friend John Spann. Father, we lift up to you, our mother, Miss Catherine, my dukes, the mother of our beloved brother, Tazapas. Father, we lift up to you our friends in Albuquerque, Becky and Daryl and Carmen. Father, I lift up I lift up to you and we lift up to you uh, my in-laws, the entire loved family, my father-in-law, Melvin, my mother-in-law, Margaret. We lift up to you, Father, my, my brother-in-law, Shemaiwan. And Father, we lift up to you my sister-in-law, Demetra. Uh, I just said her name wrong. Father, we lift them as they're going through as they're going through their trials and tribulation, and, and going through um, in the midst of you calling home uh, my mother-in-law, uh, Marguerite. Father, we lift it to you, the entire Coates family, the brother, the, the family of our brother Gabar Kawa, uh up there in Dallas and also in Albuquerque. 
Father, we lift up to you our brother Kazakia and his family out there in North Virginia. Father, we lift up to you the sister Anagasha out there in New Mexico as well. Father, we lift up to you our brother Thawam Mayam there in Houston with the stream of wisdom. We lift up to you, Father, our brother Thawam here in San Antonio. Uh, we call Juliet Thawam, West Beverly. Father, we lift up to you our sister, our auntie, our, everybody's friend, Ayana, the wife of brother of one Aya here in San Antonio with the sword of truth. Father, we lift up to you in prayer. Um, the daughter of our beloved brother Tazapa and his wife Arakaya, their daughter Cece. Father, we lift up to you, um, Ajali, who is the daughter of our of our brother Gabar Kawa and his and her mother Anagashia. Father, we lift up to you. Um, the daughter of our, of our brother Barabad and his wife Quadashaya, we lift up to you, Father Aliyah. Father, I lift up to you, um, Kazapa and his entire family. Father, we lift up unto you, the brother Kwadashkabar here in San Antonio. Father, we lift up to you, our brother Yanawathan, uh, who's definitely going through trials tribulation right now, Father, um, in, in Albuquerque, also in, in Oklahoma. Father, we lift up unto you, our brother and his family, Gabaya Allah, out there in Florida, and his wife, uh, Ayasha. But I, I got to recheck the, the, the Hebrew spelling of, of their name. We lift up to you, Father, uh, Ruthie Mae Johnson, the mother-in-law of our brother, Gabaya Allah. Father, we lift up to you, our, our family, also in Florida, Shabbat his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazakia, Father. We lift up to you, Father, Brother LV, Brother Lavander, out there in California, in Los Angeles, and his mother, Pat Washington. Father, we lift up to you in prayer, our sister, Quadashaya, here in San Antonio, the wife of our brother, Barnabas. We lift up to you, Father, our friend, Sean Stark, and, and our friend, also, Sylvia Khan. We lift up to you, Father, um, brother Shapar with his brother Rashwan and their sister Marari out in Albuquerque. Father, we lift up to you, our brother Yama, who is currently locked up in the Lubbock County Jail. We lift up to you, Father um, Yasha Allah, out there in Gallup, the brother of our, of our brother uh, Daniel Allah. And Father, I also lift up to you, uh, my parents, Eddie and Bobby Morris. Uh, there in Albuquerque, and Father, you said that they shall put my put your name upon the children of Israel, and that you would bless them. So, Father, we ask you, we ask these things uh, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shai. And Father, we thank you always, the water from Yah. We thank you always, Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. So, got that portion out the way. Um, I think I got a text. I think it's from Brother Zakar. Let me let me see what's, what's happening here. Uh, do 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 do. <laughs> he said, "Blessed by his beating." <laughs> let me see. Let me pull this up. Um, for so for so for so for so. <laughs> All right, brothers and sisters, we are going to uh, continue with this class. I know yesterday um, 
you know, I, we, we, we started, we were continuing in this class that I've been going over uh, the, the, the birth of Christ, the truth about the birth of Christ. And yesterday we started part 15 of, 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 this, of this series. And I invite anybody who might have missed a part of this class or any of the things that you might have missed that we might do here on, uh, on Bible Talk, you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com. All right. Pull the website up on whatever browser you might be using. With the browser, that's with your iPhone, that's with your, your Android phone, that's with your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, whatever it might be. Pull up the website, www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull that up, go to the search box. Type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Once you get that, it's going to bring you to our episode page. There's a search box on the episode page. Um, and you can go, you can just type in Virgin Birth. Uh, or the, the, the birth of Christ, the true birth of Christ. That's what you should, I'm sorry, the true birth of Christ. And it will take you to the to uh, our list of episodes that we've done dealing with the true birth of Christ. If you want to catch it, just this series alone. But any of the series, any of the shows that have been done, going all the way back to February 10th, 2010, they're there. They are there. And you're going to check them out. Any of the other series or the, or, or the, um, that the Brother Tazapah has done, from the uh, Never Wax Pale series that he's still continuing uh, with to uh, uh, What Happens When You Die to uh, uh, dealing with baby mama drama uh, to dealing with, with just various topics. The brother's got a lot, of, a lot of content, a lot of classes, a lot of research there uh, in, uh, in the episodes. Uh, go and check them out. From the brother Bonabad, his part in the Bible breakdowns. Going, I mean, Going back for years that we, we've been doing this and keeping this going. So if there's anything you might have missed, go back and check the shows out, right? And if you have any questions uh, for myself or Brother Tazza Papa Bonabad, uh, please text me, area code 210-784-8463. Text me, I got you. All right, text me, I got you. One more time for understanding. Text me, I got you, all right? Or you can text and get in touch with the brother uh, uh, Tazapa, air code 314-482-9110. It's not a problem. Right? It's not a problem. And we can discuss or go over whatever you want. For me, text. Tazapa, he's fearless. Uh, plus, he pays all his bills on time. So <laughs> he'll probably take your phone call. If I don't have your number already in my contacts, I'm not picking up. Right? I'm not picking up. That's just not, it ain't going to happen. Cool. But getting back to the class we started yesterday, um, today's a continuation of that class. Yesterday we was going over uh, spiritual fornication, right? And that was coming off of Wisdom of Solomon, uh, chapter 14, verses 8 through 14 in the Apocrypha. I'm just going to read through that again real quick. Uh, Wisdom of Solomon, uh, chapter 14, verses 8 through 14. And it says, But that which is made with hands is cursed, as well it as he that made it. He, because he made it. And it, because being corruptible, it was called God. Verse 9. For the ungodly uh, and his ungodliness are both alike. Hateful unto God. Verse 10. For, what, for that which is made shall be punished together with him that made it. Verse 11, therefore, even upon the idols of the Gentiles, 
shall there be a visitation. Because in the creature of God, they are become an abomination and stumbling blocks to the souls of men and a snare to the feet of the unwise. For the devising of idols was the beginning of spiritual fornication and the invention of them the corruption of life. For neither were they, neither were they, I'm sorry, for neither were they from the beginning, neither shall they be forever. For by the vainglory of men they enter into the world, and therefore shall they come shortly to an end. So we started this, this, this yesterday, brothers and sisters, but going back to this whole, whole uh, the True Birth of Christ series that, that we're dealing with, yes, it's going all the way back to, to we started with, with how, it's, how important it is that we stick to what the scriptures say about Christ. That was the first three or four parts of the series that we started this series with. This going how in, how important it is that if we're going to believe on Jesus Christ, we better make sure we're sticking to the scriptures. And we was also going into what scriptures to hold on to. That remember, there was no New Testament when Christ was born. The, the, the apostles, the disciples, the prophets never called it Old Testament. They never called it New Testament. Never called it the Apocrypha. All these names came into, into being when the Bible was first translated in, from the, the Hebrew, Greek, and Latin into English in order for the translators to keep up with where they were translating from. That's when they made the Old Testament. That's when they came up with the terms New Testament. That's when they came up with the terms Apocrypha. And that's when chapters and verses in into the Bible. Before that time, the original scrolls, the original writings, it, that's just what it was. It was writings. It was scrolls. Remember, even the New Testament was letters from Paul, uh, letters from Peter, um, uh, 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 letters from, from James, letters from John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, uh, uh, the book of Revelations. They were just letters. Right? The only scripture that we had what was, was called scriptures was what we became known today as the Old Testament. All right. So, and going over that, it's important that if we're going to believe on Christ, we must believe on Christ as the scripture says. And that led us into now understanding um, that there's a lot of vain customs, a lot of vain babbling. There's a lot of things people talk and come up with a whole lot of, of, of theories and, and things that get passed on through religion that become belief. That, that, that fables get turned into belief. Old wise fables, like, like, like Paul was trying to warn us, get turned into religion and get turned into belief and have nothing to do with the Bible. They have nothing to do with God. And if people now hold on to these things, and become, it becomes stumbling blocks. That these man-made things, these man-made inventions, these man-made stories, these, these man-made idols become stumbling blocks. And that led us into dealing with Nimrod, the very first kingdom or empire that was established after the flood. Read about that in Genesis chapter 10. And how the impact of Nimrod, even though his name is only from Genesis chapter 10, verses 6 through like 11, the impact of what he started has, has touched 
every society on earth from that time up to present day. The impact of what he left in the world, which basically has become where all paganism goes back to, all paganism goes back to him, his wife, uh, Ceramicus, and their son, Tammuz. From the Christmas tree, the, the Tammuz tree to, 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 to uh, maypoles, asterisk poles, to the worshiping of, of, of Mother Nature, the, the worshiping of, of uh, Father Time, the, the all, just about all Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, uh, Roman mythology goes back to Nimrod, Ceramicus, and their empire, what they started called the Babel or Babylon. It all goes back to that and germinates from there. So now, as we're starting to really get into this a little bit, even how we think Christ was born and came into the world, from what we learn through religion, modern Christianity religion today, is all that is seeped in paganism. All that is seeped in paganism and has nothing to do with the reality or the truth of how Jesus Christ, how he, how he was born, how he got here, and what his purpose is. All right? So that's what we've been going over. That's what we've been going over. And yesterday, again, we covered that in yesterday's class. Uh, and yesterday we started going into things about the Gentiles. We started touching on things of the Gentiles and some of the idols of the Gentiles. And that had us dealing with, uh, it led us into where Paul was dealing with, um, just to read this real quick, First Corinthians 12, verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led, that there was something heavy going on in Corinth, all right? And as we were dealing with fornication, that Paul addresses in First Corinthians 5, verse 1, some of the type of fornication that was happening in Corinth as much as uh, that one should have his father's wife, that one a person would be the, the type of fornication he was getting into was heavy incest. And then that led us into uh, yesterday's class. We, we were getting into some of the, the, the gods and goddesses and, and fertility, uh, uh, fertility goddesses and uh, the botchery. That was happening in Corinth and how the worship of uh, Diana, Hera, Aphrodite, Venus, and Dionysus was prevalent in Corinth. And that that had spread throughout all Asia from Corinth. And we've been over, we've been over, we're not in Ephesus. I've covered it. And the one who's done an even better job of covering it is our brother Kazafar. All right. And dealing with the Gentiles. Dealing with never by spell, the Gentiles. And some of the things that they would, got, kind of, got carried away with, I might have go find the exact titles of those classes, but it, they're there for your, for your education. You want to check out. We've covered, Acts chapter 19 covers what was going on at Ephesians uh, with the worship of the goddess Diana. And we've gone over how Diana goes back to Hera, goes back to Athena, goes back to, uh, uh, goes back to Isis, goes back to... to um, Aphrodite goes back to Ceramicus, goes back to Nimrod. All that, they're all the same. They have different names and different societies going all the way back. It's the same thing. All right. So we was covering, and we was covering how 
with, this, with Dionysus yesterday, uh, some of the things that was happening with Dionysus and how Dionysus led to this, uh, well, we left off with how Dionysus led to Bacchus, all right? How Dionysus led to Bacchus, uh, the god Bacchus, right? Dionysus was the Greek god of wine, drink, pleasure, ecstasy, and letting go of all your cares, letting go of all worries. We was going into how in Corinth, with being the main center of, of, of the, these type of, of Gentile fornications, that this is where, like, where modern-day rave music and what happens at a rave, all of those are the rituals of how Dionysus was worshipped. How the type of music that would be played, like that techno pop type of thing going on, that's not there's nothing new under the sun, brothers and sisters, nothing new. And to get so inebriated and give yourself over to whatever type of drug or ecstasy or my, whatever to just let yourself go, blame it on the alcohol. Uh, just 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 do it. The, the the only law is there is no law. That all that was was directly related to how Dionysus was worshipped at Corinth being one of the main centers, but throughout all Asia. Okay, that was that was Dionysus from the Greeks, but then Bacchus became the god of the Romans, who was basically the same as. Dionysus, and I guess an article I want to get into in dealing with Bacchus, or what's called the Bacchanalia, all right? And brothers and sisters, all this you can look up on your own. You don't have to take my word for it, which I pray you don't, but please do your research, do your studies. Remember this, I do want to pull this scripture up. I do want to pull this scripture up as we continue. Remember this. In St. John chapter 4, let me pull it up. I want to read it. I don't, I don't want to just quote it right now. I want to read it. And I need to read it because I'm going to misquote it, and then that's going to throw, my, throw me off even more from all the information stuff we got to go over. St. John chapter 4. And verse 22. St. John chapter 4, verse 22. This is, what, this is what the Messiah says. This is what Christ says, the anointed says. St. John said before, verse 22, you worship, you know not what. Colon. I kind of want to stop it right there for a second. Now, from my time I just spent with the brother Aisha White uh, for the Feature Tabernacles that whole week, um, and the rest of the time I didn't get a chance to spend with him in some of his classes, he's got... Ice, what I love about the brother Ice White is uh, he, he, he's very intellectual and he goes into word study. He goes into heavy word study, which is beautiful. And going into the word study of the word worship, the word worship is actually two words, and uh, war and then ship, W-O-R and then ship. War means to be worthy. All right? War, the etymology of war goes back to, to being worthy. And then ship meaning means to or goes back to uh, being allowing yourself to be shaped into something. Your like your mind being shaped 
into doing things a certain way. So worship is you you find this to be worthy to shape your mind to. All right. Now I'm looking just for a second. To worship something means you you find it worthy to shape your mind to what it says. To shape your mind according to what you find it worthy. You find it valuable that you're going to make your you're going to shape your mind towards this this doctrine's way of thinking or what have you. So here we have the Messiah. We have Christ telling us what. In uh, St. John chapter 4, verse 22, ye worship, ye know not what. Many of us have allowed our minds or find, we shape our minds. We find value in how our, our opinions and what we find valuable, and we have no idea why we do it. Besides, this is what my mom did, this is what my dad did, uh, this is what society does, and this, this is I, this is why I find worthy. I'm gonna shape my mind to this. Whether it be religion, politics, um, a sports team, um, whatever it might be, what are you finding values that you're shaping your mind and your thought press process towards this particular thing? So again, he's telling us: you worship, you know not what. You have no idea why you're shaping your mind to find something valuable. You got, we don't have a clue. Reading on in verse 22 from St. John chapter 4, verse 22, we know what we worship. Christ says we know what we what We know what we're shaping or allowing our minds to be shaped to find value on. Not just because it's popular at the time. Not just because it's something that we might even want to do. Christ didn't want to go to the crucifixion. But to shape your mind, to allow your mind to get shaped or molded, or to find what God is saying valuable that you're going to allow it to direct your mind. Christ says, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Again, after that second worship, there's another, another colon. I say semicolon, another colon. So I want to just bring this up, brothers and sisters, that there's a lot of things and customs that we get caught up into. And we have no idea what the hell we're doing. Why we allow our minds to find certain, we, got, we attach a certain sentimental value to certain things. And if we've been led to believe, well, it's just me, I just me being me. Uh, I got to live outside the box. Uh, I got to, uh, uh, I'm not going to let anybody put a limit on my imagination or on my dreams or my aspirations. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best me possible. If we just dissect that statement for a minute, I'm going to be the best me possible. If you don't know that you're a Hebrew Israelite, then when you say the best me possible, then what me are you trying to be the best of? That you're trying to be the best me possible. Are you trying to be the best American dad? the best American daughter. What me are you trying to be? If you don't understand that you're a Hebrew Israelite and what that really means, how are you being the best me possible? There's no way you're being the best you possible if you don't even know who the hell you are. 
and, or if you, if you only identify yourself with just your life experiences, but you don't compare them and look at them compared to what God said was going to happen to the Hebrew Israelites and why we've lived the lives we've lived as a punishment, not a blessing, a punishment for our grandparents, great-grandparents, not knowing that the Hebrew Israelites. To teach their children, to teach their children, to teach their children, to teach us, this is what it means to be Hebrew Israelites. We know what it means to be whatever your American last name might be, and that you better, you better not embarrass the family. We know what it means that, okay, these are the group of friends I, I chose to hang around, and, and now, so I identify with them. I don't know how to do things to, that we might be friends. I know we can identify with whatever religion we might have grew up with. We might, we might identify with whatever fraternity we, we might have joined in, 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 in university or college. We might know how to identify with how, whatever sports fans that we, that we are or, or what music genre we might, we might favor. We know those things, but what does it mean to be a Hebrew Israelite that I could be the best me? Otherwise, we're just being led. We're just being led like sheep to the slaughter. Where our, our, where our creator is trying to call us back to our identity, to our true selves. Cool. So with that, in Corinth, there was a lot of fornication that we got from Dionysus and Bacchus including what's called the Bacchanalia. Uh, please go and check out yesterday's class, uh, The Birth of Christ, Part 15, uh, uh, Idols of the Gentiles is Spiritual Fornication. Please go check. We, we went over that yesterday. I cannot review all that today. All right? So I want to move, move on and dealing with what's called the Bacchanalia, which was also prevalent and heavy, not also in Corinth, but Ephesus in all of Asia that a lot of Israelites grew up with these customs, grew up with these um, traditions, grew up with these practices, grew up with these rituals, but then they were coming back and finding out they are the Israelites. But there was a lot of these things that we had to be cleansed from because it was a part of just everyday life in doing these things. Like Paul said, that the fornication, some of the fornication from 1 Corinthians chapter 5, was a man sleeping with uh, a man sleeping with his father's wife? Open fornication, and we're going to, we're going to get more into this, okay? So now the Bacchanalia, one of the celebrations that was held throughout all Asia, that was held again at Corinth and at Ephesus, the Bacchanalia. Now this, brothers and sisters, is from the New World Encyclopedia dot org. This article, this research, this history that we're getting into. Is from the New World Encyclopedia.org, the Bacchanalia, B A C C H A N A L I A, the Bacchanalia. All right, here we go. Buckle up. The term Bacchanalia describes the initiatory and celebratory rites dedicated to the Roman god Bacchus, a variant of the Greek. Dionysus. The Bacchanalia describes the initiatory, like the initiation 
and the celebratory rites dedicated to the Roman god Bacchus, who is a variant of the Greek Dionysus. All right? These practices, which were intimately tied to the soteriological aspirations of their adherents, were largely inherited from Greek and Etruscan mystery religion. Save their notable incorporation of carnality through the use of inebriation and sexual license. Blame it on the alcohol. I'm going to have one more drink. I'm, I'm not using old R&B, hip-hop references or what have you. Uh, I'm sure anybody could, could, could go into um, from uh, whatever the hell rappers is rapping of how they get high today and, and party like a rock star and, and, and just being mind-blown and get themselves over to you know, brothers and sisters, the, the, I know I'm speaking to an older generation right now. Y'all remember the Freaknik in Atlanta? Y'all remember that? This is basically, that would be an example, an example of the Bacchimilia. Our people, is, I remember Freaknik was off of, it was first started because of, of Greek weekend, if I remember correctly, that it was the, the, the fraternities and the sororities uh, getting together after the uh, uh, semester exams or whatever and wanting to blow off, starting with the Greeks, the Greek societies, the, the, uh, whether the fraternities or the sororities, and people going to Atlanta, no, no different than like, like spring break, getting twisted on drugs, alcohol, to where anything can happen. That is a visual example of what was common throughout all throughout Asia. If I could try to do that visual. That this back in million, that this was the rights and things that was going on then, brothers and sisters, there's nothing new under the sun. Like we went over yesterday, a raid. Going somewhere, taking that, that hit of ecstasy, that hit of acid, that hit of, uh, I, I, I ain't been to one, but whatever uh, inebriation that you're going to give yourself over to, and anything goes, this is the back of million, and this is all fornication. All right? So, again, the, say the notable corporation of carnality, the, to incorporate carnality, being carnal, through the use of inebriation and sexual license. All right? Reading on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump through this article. You're more than, feel free to go and read the whole article. I'm just going to pick out certain things. It says, the dramatic increase in the popularity of these rights, coupled with the fact that they in, encouraged the involvement of various Lesser citizens, such as slaves, women, and youths. Lesser people. Give yourself over to whatever sexual carnality, to where there is no class, there is no rank system. We're all just getting toe up from the flow up. All ski, 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 ski. 
from the windows to the walls to the sweat dropped down my all these females crawl do the brown do the brown I'm going to that 96 option that's what I grew up with alright whoop there it is Y'all realize that that that, that the, the that crew that came up with that that song "Whoop There It Is" that they were DJs in a strip club up, uh, in Florida, and that when a woman would, would would be up there stripping or dancing, and her the JJ came out, they would yell out "Whoop There It Is," because now her the JJ could be seen. So you got corporate America. People talk about whoop, there it is, whoop, there it is. It was talking about a stripper showed her vajayjay. I'm reading reading an article. The dramatic increase in the popularity of these rights, coupled with the fact that they were encouraged, that they encouraged the involvement of various quote unquote lesser citizens such as slaves, women, and youth, all right? Make sure that the women, uh, youth got involved with this also. Uh, W. Johnson Argonaut, uh, subsection where it says Bacchus. Bacchus was the Roman characterization of the Greek Dionysus, a deity who represented the power of intoxication and ecstasy. Literally, being outside the self. You have to get outside of yourself. Have an out-of-body experience. Have to experience ecstasy, pleasure, to the point where you're having an out-of-body experience. This is how Dionysus and Bacchus was worshipped. He was known as the liberator, freeing individuals from their day-to-day lives through drunkenness, madness, or artistic expression. Free your mind, and the rest will follow. I know it's in vogue. I'm old. I I am old. I ain't going to lie. I'm old. Express yourself. Uh, yes, all AWA reference. Yes. And whatever other drug references were being used throughout time, it's all going back to the same thing. All right? Uh, Bacchus or Dionysus was an important figure in the religious imagination of the Greeks and Romans as he was thought to represent the union between the realms of the living and the dead. As per the two myth, uh, mythic stories of his death and rebirth. All right. Jumping out to the Bacchanalia. As noted above, the Bacchanalia were the ecstatic, mystical festivals central to the cult of Bacchus introduced into Rome from Lower Italy 
by the way of Eutrea from around 200 BCE, like about 200 years before Christ came on the scene. Here, Dionysios was merged with the local fertility god, Liber. Like libations, whatever libations goes back to, being free, liberty. Being liberty meaning you have no moral boundaries, especially getting drunk, high, inebriated. There's nothing you won't do. Give it to Mikey. He likes it. He'll try everything. I'll buy that for a dollar. How do I know I don't like this? Let me try. Let me be free to try it. Let me not be constrained by the rules of society, by the rules of everybody else. How do I know I might not like this? Let me get out of myself. Let me get out of my own way. I might like this, whatever it might be. A gerbil up to poop, 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 uh, 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 poop scoop? I don't know. I might like it. I might like it. I'm not going to be afraid and be held down by fear. I'm going to try it. Just do it. I'm going to experience what I can experience. This was how this God, Bacchus and Dionysus, was worshipped, and this was prevalent in Corinth and in Asia and among our people, the Israelites. Growing up around all this stuff, similar to how we grew up here in America. Reading out the article, the personification of joyous personal freedom. If it feels good to you, do it. The Roman Bacchic cult typically emphasized, emphasized the sexual aspects of the religion, the sexual aspects of the religion and invented terrifying uh, catatonic ordeals for initiation into its mysteries. These festivals, which included both the cultic initiation and general, general revelry, occurred on March 16th and 17th in the grove of Similia near the uh, Aventine Hill and were generally represented to female, restricted to female participants. Talk about a whole house? Jump me down. Wine drinking and feasting were added to the religious component, which led to ecstatic fanaticism and the practice of scandalous behavior. Wine drinking and feasting were added to the religious component, which led to the aesthetic fanaticism and the practice of scandalous behavior. Jumping down. It was, it was revived in a slightly tamer form under Julius Caesar around 50 BCE with his one-time ally, Mark Anthony, becoming an enthusiastic devotee and leading the, the, the movement uh, and lending the movement much popular support 
in the process. Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony. The Bacchanalia festivals, which were popular enough to be exported to most Romanized provinces, remained in existence along with their carnivalesque street processions until at least the time of St. Augustine in 400 CE or AD. Carnivalesque, carnival, Mardi Gras. I'll give you these beads if you show me your When conducted under, reading down now, I'm jumping down more in the article. When conducted under Roman auspices, the festival had earlier been uh, confined to women. But in the grove of stimula, young men were being initiated into the cult. And there were allegations of both heterosexual and homosexual license. And we wonder, like, where this thing with the whole LGBTQ, non-binary, pedophilia, bestiality, where this is headed? And remember, Bacchus, Dionysus, they were the gods of the theater. You know, thespians. You know, self-expression. You know, tapping into that creative side of things, the abstract. Though previously restricted to three days a year, the ceremonies were now being uh, conducted five times a month. Moreover, the proceedings were being held in darkness. Allegations of dire misconduct were circulating, including charges of murder, of unwilling initiates, forging of the wills of the dead, and perjury. Do you understand what he's saying, brothers and sisters? We wonder what's happening to all the missing children, all the missing females, Pizzagate. Are we really going to try to dismiss these as just conspiracy theories? On the reservation, on the so-called North American reservations, What's that, where are the women disappearing to that no, it's not nowhere in the news? And what is it that, that, that they're being used for? All the, 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 the sex trafficking? It's becoming so prevalent, it's almost like they, they can't hide it no more. It's got to come out. How many of these thespians and these actors have been revealed now homosexual for all these years? Pedophilia for all these years? Going all the way back to the current Elvis Presley, 14-year-old Priscilla Presley. They wanted to shine the light on, 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 on uh, R. Kelly. Like trying to get, get the spotlight off of what they're doing. And look, at, look at R. Kelly. Look, here's the black guy doing this. Let's look at, let's look at uh, uh, Bill Cosby. He was drugging all these women. Come on, all the things being done in the dark. 
uh, 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 what was his name, Bernstein, Epstein, or whatever? Who didn't know about the casting couch? If you want to make it in Hollywood, you better get, get on the couch and, and let whoever do whatever to you if you want to become that star. Come on, y'all. Jump reading down now. Going a couple of paragraphs down. It says the account stresses moral and even sexual debaucheries committed by the Bacchanites. For everybody who, who was committed to this, the account uh, stresses from this cat named uh, Libby, Libby's historian, the moral and even sexual debaucheries committed by Bacchus. Hold on one second, y'all. Uh, one second. Committed by the Bacchanites. All right. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it on that. So, this was the state of things that Paul was addressing when addressing the things in Corinth and some of the things that was going on even in Ephesus, but particularly in Corinth. All right. So, Continuing on now, brothers and sisters, continuing on. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to start at verse 8. 
All right, First Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm not going to start. We're just going to read verse 8 now. So hopefully I've, 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 I've been able to help paint a picture for us to get a, a, some type of understanding about what type of things was going on in Corinth and how this is leading to an, that the devising of idols, that the, the idols of the Gentiles was the beginning of spiritual fornication. All right? And that we, we're going to go a little bit more further into this. This, this as me and the brother Father Paul, uh, thank you, you know, uh, using the word rabbit hole, brothers and sisters, these rabbit holes, they, they, they go deep. Uh, these rabbit holes, they go deep. I'm in First Corinthians now, chapter 10, verse 8. It says, neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day, three and 20,000. Now, here Paul is addressing fornication with the citizens and the, and, and, and the, and the families that were now coming out of the filthiness, the lust of the flesh that was in Corinth and throughout all Asia. And he's trying to warn, he didn't go into the details because they knew what they was doing about fornication. But he reminded us of not for us, living at the, the time in Asia, and now addressing the Israelites that were in Corinth, that were coming out of the, the Gentile way of living, growing up as Gentiles, growing up as Corinths, like we might grow up here in America as Americans, then now he's addressing them for us not to commit fornication as some of our forefathers in the wilderness committed fornication and fell in one day. Three and 20,000 people died in one day because of fornication. Now, we're going to find this in the book of Numbers. But guess what? This ain't the only time this event is addressed. This fornication that was committed, where 23,000 people died, Christ addresses it also in Revelation chapter 2. Let's go there. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2. And I'm reading verse 14. Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but I have a few things against thee. Now, this is Christ. Addressing the church. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Revelation. Chapter 2. Verse 14. Uh, this is to the church at uh, Pergamos. Now, I'm curious here. Let's let let's let's do a, a search on Pergamos. And I'm reading from the Encyclopedia of uh Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. All right. The Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. Let me see, hold up. Before I go there, let me look at the Smiths. Maybe it will to make it easy, I'm going to the Smith Bible Dictionary. All right. We're going to look at the excerpt of Pergamos from the Smith Bible Dictionary. Pergamos, in the revised version, is uh, per, uh, Pergamum, meaning height or levitation. A city of Mysia, about three miles to the north of the river uh, Cassius, uh, Caicos, and 20 miles from the present uh, mouth. It was the residence of a dynasty of Greek princes founded after the time of Alexander the Great. 
and usually called the uh, Adelic Dynasty from its founder, uh, Adelis. The sumptuousness of the uh, Attic princes Hall raised Pergamos to the rank of the first city in Asia as legend's splendor. So this place was, uh, I guess it would be like Beverly Hills, known for its splendor. All right. Uh, known for, I, I, I guess, uh, Fifth Avenue in New York. It was known for its splendor and how, how the people were living. Sumptuous, sumptuousness. The city was noted for its vast library containing 100,000 volume, volumes uh, where here were splendid temples. Uh-oh. Here we go, y'all. Here were splendid temples of Zeus or Jupiter, Athens, Apollo, and Escalapeus. One of the seven churches of Asia was in Pergamos. From Revelation chapter 1, verse 11, and Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Y'all ain't going to believe this. It is called Satan's Seat by John, with some supposed to refer to the worship of Ascalupus from the serpent being his characteristic emblem. Others refer to the persecutions of Christians, which was work of Satan. The modern name of the city is Bergama. Good Lord. I, I, I got this. This the, I'm, I'm going to the. Let me see what the encyclopedia, the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. I, um, there's some stuff here. You know, I like this encyclopedia better. Um, now I'm reading from the Encyclopedia of Biblical Theological and Ecclesiastical Literature. Uh, prop, properly Pergamus. Um, a town of the great uh, uh, Miser, the capital of the kingdom of the same name, and afterward of the Roman provinces of Asia, uh, Popea. It was an ancient city in a most beautiful district of uh, Tetutherania in Asia Minor, north of the river of uh, Caicos, near the point where the city was located, two other rivers, the Salinius and uh, Satius emptied themselves into the Caicos. The Salinus flowed through the city itself while the Satius uh, the washed its walls. Uh, its distance from the sea was 120 uh, stradia, but communication with the sea was affected by the, navig- the navigable river Caicos. The name was originally given to a remarkable hill uh, presenting a conical appearance when viewed from the plane. Let me jump down. Another tradition stated that uh, Alcephius, with a colony from Epidurius, uh, proceeded to Pergamos. At all events, the place seems to have been inhabited by many Greeks at the time when Xenophon 
visited, visited it. Still, however, Pergamos remained a place of not much importance uh, until the time of Lassamachus, one of Alexander's generals, one of the generals of Alexander the Great. The sacred character of the, of the locality combined with its natural strength seems to have made it, have made it like some others of the ancient temples, a rank for chiefs who described the uh, accumulate a large amount of spice. Hence, this, Lassamachus, chose Pergamos as a place of security for the reception and preservation of his treasures. Um, jumping down, jumping down, jumping down. Giving a lot of history from the... Um, Oh, okay. What is this right here? The pagan temples uh, that were at Pergamos, the pagan temples have fared worse than these Christian churches. The fans of Jupiter and Diana, of Escalupius and Venus, were uh, uh, prostate in the dust. So at Pergamos, we read about Zeus, Apollo, uh, Athens, or whatever, but it was also a prominent place for the worship of Jupiter, Diana, which was also at Ephesus, um, and Venus, which also goes back to Aphrodite. Um, Oh. So let's just go ahead and get to this, what the scripture says. Going back to Revelation chapter 2. I'm sorry, verse 12. All right. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12. This is Christ speaking, by the way, the words of Christ in red. So Revelation chapter 2, verse 12, it says, And to the angel of the church in Pergamos, right, these things uh, saith he, which has the sharp sword with two edges. I know that works uh, where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name and has not denied my faith. Even in those days, wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. So this is Christ talking about Pergamos. And even acknowledging that, yeah, the, the brothers and sisters, the Israelites that were at Pergamos, they were being faithful. They was, they, was, they, they was holding on to where there was a martyr for Christ named Antipas. All right? But let's get to verse 14. But I have a few things against thee. Okay, you're doing some of these things right, but I still have a few things against thee. Because thou hast there them that holds the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. We're going to touch on this. We're going to touch this. 
And I'm probably going to go over my time. I'm probably going to go over the two-hour mark. Uh, I got about 20, 25 minutes left, but I'm probably going to go over the two-hour mark. If you're listening in through the computer, through, through the web browser, at two hours, the show is going to end. But if you have to call in, area code 646-668-2568, you can still listen to the show live in its entirety. If not, uh, you can still check out the, the show at www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, and this is uh, Idols of the Gentiles, Spiritual Fornication, Part 2. Uh, you'll be able to go and listen to the whole show. But now, we had to go at who is Balaam? Yet Christ is saying, I've got an issue with you. Even though you've done these great works and you had uh, a martyr named Anibus, and yet Satan's seat is at Pergamos. I still got something against you. Because that has there, them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. Who? Now, we read about Balak and Balaam in Numbers. Let me pull that up real quick. Let me pull that up. Let me pull that up. Um, In Numbers chapter 22. In Numbers chapter 22, 23, and 24. All right? We read about Balaam and Balak. We're obviously not going to read all that. All that. We're not going to read about all of that, but we're going to try and simplify some of this reading by going to the Josephus. All right? Because it's also in the Josephus where we're going to get where Balaam taught Balak how to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, how to trip up uh, and have a stumble and to commit fornication, to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Now, I'm just being reminded, brothers and sisters, of what we went over yesterday in part of the Dionysus fornication, how they would get so inebriated and how they would get so, so, so twisted out of their minds and, having, and, and, and getting the munchies that they would literally let, let the animals go and then they would chase the animals down, grab them, and then rip them apart and eat them raw. And how that even led to, they even did that with human beings. That they would let the, the human beings go, then they would hunt them down, chase them down, beat them down, and then eat them raw. As part of that fornication, as part of that just debauchery, as part of that just giving yourselves over to what, what will be, will be. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Let's go check out how Balak taught Balaam how to do this and how the children of Israel commit fornication. So with that, we're going to the, uh, the book of Flavius Josephus, the, the, the Josephus, Antiquities of the Jews, book 4, chapter 6. Antiquities of the Jews, book 4, chapter 6, concerning Balaam, the prophet, and what, uh, what kind of man he was, all right? Uh, Antiquities, Antiquities of the Jews, Book 4, Chapter 6. <clears throat> I'm going to jump all the way down to Paragraph 6, all right? So Antiquities, Antiquities of the Jews, Book 4, Chapter 6, and I'm going to jump down to Paragraph 6, all right? You're more than free, and please go and read the whole thing. But I just want to get here for my time restraints. Just trying to get to the point. We're still going to do a lot of reading here, all right? So, Antiquities of the Jews, 
Book 4, Chapter 6, Paragraph 6. But Balak, being very, very angry that the Israelites were not cursed, sent away Balaam without uh, thinking him worthy of any honor. Now, Balaam was a prophet. And Balak, who was with the Midianites and with the Moabites, they, they saw the, how Israel came out of Egypt and now we, that they wanted, they wanted to curse the Israelites. So Balak came to, to Balaam to curse Israel, and he tried to do this three times. And every time Balaam went to try and curse Israel, he wanted up blessing Israel. And it got this cat Balak pissed, got him angry. All right? Go back and read that. Go back and read that in Numbers chapter 22 down, and go back and read the scene in Josephus, okay? Reading on now, paragraph 6. Whereupon, when he was just upon his journey, in order to pass the Euphrates, the, uh, he sent for Balak and for the princes of the Midianites, and spake thus to them. So now this is Balaam trying to, trying to say face with Balak. So he says, O Balak, and you Midianites that are here present, for I am obliged, even without the will of God, to gratify you. That God's not going to let me curse Israel, but I still owe you something. I still want to give you something. This is what, what Balaam is saying to Balak. It is true. No entire destruction can seize upon the nation of the Hebrews, neither by war nor by plague, nor by any scarcity of the fruits of the earth, nor can any other unexpected accident be their entire ruin. For what you're asking, it can't be done. This is God's people. It's just not going to happen. You cannot utterly destroy God's people. That is not going to happen. They're God's people. They can be punished, but you're not going to entirely wipe them out. It's not going to happen. Not their entire ruin. It's just for the providence of God is concerned to preserve them from such a misfortune. But do you know how I, I can make a whole class on this right here? That regardless of what our enemies come up with, they try to destroy us, it's not going to happen. Basically, Psalm chapter 1. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it out there for y'all to go and research. Psalm chapter 1 and Psalm chapter 2. Reading on. Nor will it permit any such calamity to come upon them, whereby they may all perish. But some small misfortune, and those for a short time, whereby they may appear to be brought low may still befall them. But after that, they will flourish again. Terror of those that brought those mischiefs upon them. Do you hear what this prophet, he's not a prophet of the Israelites, Balaam. He's not. But he's like, man, you can might get them for a little bit, but then after that, their daddy's coming. And whoever did something to them, you know, the apple of God's eye, oh, that, 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 those people, that nation, whoever it might be, oh, they're going to catch wreck. Reading on. So, that if you have a mind to gain a victory over them for a short space of time, you will obtain it by following my directions. Do you, therefore, set out the handsomest of, of such of your daughters? as are the most eminent for beauty, 
if you want to try to trip the Israelites up so you can conquer them for just a little bit, this, these are the instructions that Balaam is giving Balak that even Christ referenced, referenced in Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. Get the most beautiful of your women, of your daughters, the handsomest, the most beautiful. Those are eminent for beauty and proper to force and conquer the modesty of those that behold them and these decked and trimmed to the highest degree able. Are you hearing this? Get the most beautiful women and have them decked out and trimmed to the highest degree possible. All the jewelry, all the, all, all the, the finest of the clothes, the, the, the makeup. Lay it out there. Then, reading on now, then do you send them to, the, to be near the camp and give them in charge that the young men of the Hebrews desire, wait, um, and give them charge that the young men of the Hebrews desire there, allow it them. That when the, the young men of the Hebrews, they come around and they want to be with the women, allow it. Allow these young men to come, come around. And when they see they are enamored of them, let them take leave. When these young men are, are, are so caught up, have these women leave. Have these beautiful women leave. But make sure you got them by the nose. Make sure you got their nose wide open. And if they enter, and, and if they entreat them to stay, please stay. Mm-mm. Why won't you let give their consent till they have persuaded to leave off their obedience to their own laws? Have these women keep them wide open playing with them? That if you love me, if you care about me, if you really want me, you'll give up your culture. What? If you want this. What have you done for me lately? The worship of of that God who established them to worship the gods of the Midianites. And for this, and for by this means, God will be angry with them. Accordingly, when Balaam had suggested counsel to them, he went his way. What did we just read, brothers and sisters, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 14? What did Christ say? This is some, um, the Israelites came out of Egypt around 1500 B.C., 1,500 years before Christ. This now is Christ in Revelation chapter 2. This is right around, it's right before 70 A.D. So we're talking almost 1,600 years after this event happened. Christ is talking about it in Revelation chapter 2? Verse 14, but I have a few things against thee because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Where Paul addressed the same thing in 1 Corinthians 10 and 8, 
neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day 23,000 people. Going back to the Josephus, Antiquities of the Jews, Book 4, Chapter 6, now I'm in Paragraph 7. And brother says, I'm going to go over the two-hour mark. I'm saying we're going over it. We're going to go over it. All right. Uh, Paragraph 7. So when the Midianites had sent their daughters, as Balaam had exhorted them, the Hebrew men were allured by their beauty and came with them and besought them not to grudge them the enjoyment of their beauty, nor to deny them their conversation. These daughters of Midianites received their words gladly and consented to it and stayed with them. But when they brought them to be enamored of when they thought them to be enamored of them and their Inclinations to them were grown to rightness. They began to think of departing from them. Just think about like a dog in the heat. Then it was that these men became greatly disconsolate. They could be consoled. The thought that these women, these 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 dying pieces, was about to leave. But they was at the height of, of, of a dog in the heat. They were greatly disconsolate at the women's departure. And they were urgent with them not to leave them. But begged they would continue there and become their wives. And they promised them they should be owned as mistresses. All they had. You'll be my you know what? I'll give you everything. I'll pay your rent. I'll wash your clothes. As soon as I get home from work, all they had. This they said was an oath. And call God for the arbitrator of what they promised. They swore to God, I swear to my God, I'll give you everything. Just don't go. Don't leave me. And this with tears in their eyes. And all such marks of concern as might show how miserable they thought themselves without them. And so might move their compassion for them. So the women, as soon as they perceived, they had made their slaves and had caught them with their conversation, began to speak thus to them. Paragraph 8. Oh, you illustrious young men, we have our own at home. To the left, to the left. I ain't D-E-P-N-T. You ain't got nothing for me. I got, we have a, I got my own. And great plenty of good things there. Together with the natural 
affectionate parents and friends. You want me to leave my, my friends and my family and all that I know to come be with you? Why? Nor is it out nor is it out of want or any such things that we that we came to discuss with you. I didn't come here looking for a husband, looking for no man. You got nothing to offer. See the mind game? Nor did we admit of, of your invitation was designed to prostitute the beauty of our bodies for gain. We didn't come around you to just so you can just get your box off. We're just pieces of meat for you. But taking you for brave and worthy men, we agreed to your request that we might treat, might treat you with such honors as hospitality required. We we thought you were honorable men. We thought you were were were. were we thought you had something about you. But all you want to say, all you want is is is. That's all you want. Why would I give up my family and my friends and my parents? This could be a piece of meat for you. You got nothing to offer. I didn't come here looking for this. We just came because because we thought you wanted you know. With some nice guys. Brave. And now seeing you say that, you have a great affection for us, saying that you really, that you love us, you have an affection for us, and are troubled when you think we are departing, we are not averse to your entreaties. And if you may receive such assurance of your, of your goodwill as we think can be done sufficient, if you, if you, if you promise that, that, if you can promise us security, we will be glad to lead our lives with you as your wives. But we are afraid that you will in time be weary of our company and will then abuse us and send us back to our parents after an ignominious manner. And they desired that they would excuse them in their Guarding against that danger, I got to protect myself. I got to promise that. I, what's what what what's the what guarantee can you assure me that I'm going to be okay? That now that 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 I'm going to be all right to go ahead and be around you. What are you going to guarantee? Reading on, but the young men professed they would give them any assistance they should desire. Nor did they at all conduct, contradict what they requested. So great was the passion they had for them. If then, said they, this be your resolution, since you make us of such customs, since you make use of such customs and conduct conduct of life as are entirely different from all other men. It's so much that your kinds of food are peculiar to yourselves. This is what these women are now saying to, all, to the young men. Look, y'all just do things totally different than anybody else in the rest of the world. The food y'all eat, only y'all eat that. Y'all don't eat what the rest of the world and the rest of us eat. 
and your kinds of drink are common to others, are not common to others, with absolute, with absolute, absolutely necessary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It will be absolutely necessary if you would have us for your wives that you do with all worship our gods. If you really want to have, if you want to have this, you want to have me. You got to pay for it, and you got to worship our gods. Nor can there be any other demonstration of the kindness which you say you already have. Look, if you if you're really a good person, you really are good, and you want me to love you and care about you and care and cherish you. The only thing I can imagine is you got to worship our God. So I can believe you really are a kind, giving, caring person. You have to change your ways if you want this. You have to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Reading on. Uh, Nor can there be any other demonstration of the kindness which you say you already have and promise to have hereafter to us that this, that you worship the same gods that we do. For for has any one reason to complain that now you are come into this country? You should worship the proper gods of the same country. Since you're in this land, shouldn't you do the same things that we do? Shouldn't you obey the laws that be? When in Rome, do the Romans do? Since you're here amongst us, then shouldn't you do, this thing, do things the way we do things? Y'all the strangers. Y'all the weird ones. Reading on, especially while our gods are common to all men and yours, so this belongs to nobody else but yourselves. So they said they must either come into such methods of divine worship as all others came into, or else they must look out for another world where they may live by themselves according to their own laws. Paragraph 9. Now, the young men were induced by the fondness they had for these women to think they spoke very well. So they gave themselves up to what they persuaded them and transgressed their own laws. And supposing there were many gods and resolving that they would sacrifice to them according to the laws of that country which ordained them to follow the laws of the country they were in. They both were delighted with their strange food and went on to do everything that the women would have them do though in contradiction to their own laws. So far, indeed, that this transgression was already gone throughout the whole army of the young men. And they fell into a sedition that was much worse than the former and into danger of the entire uh, abolition of their own institutions. For For when once the youth had taken of these strange customs, they went with 
insatiable inclinations into them. And even where some of the principal men were illustrious on account of the virtues of their fathers, they also were corrupted together with the rest. Paragraph 10. I know I'm going to pass the trial remark. I'm going to keep going, y'all. Paragraph 10. Even Zimri. Let me, let me do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. We're going to finish this reading, and then I'll end this class, and we'll pick this up on probably Monday. I'm now in paragraph 10. Antiquities of the Jews, uh, book four, paragraph six, paragraph 10. All right, paragraph 10. Even Zimri, the head of the tribe of Simeon, accompanied with Cosby, a Midianitish woman, who was the daughter of Sir, a man of authority in that country, and being desired by his wife to disregard the laws of Moses and to follow those she was used to, he, compli- he complied with her, and this both by sacrificing after a manner different from his own and by taking a stranger to wife. When things were thus, Moses was afraid I'm sorry. Moses was afraid that matters should grow worse and called the people to congregation, but then accused nobody by name as unwilling to drive those into despair who by lying concealed might come to repentance. But he said that they did not do what was either worthy of themselves or their fathers, by preferring pleasure to God and to living according to his will, that it was that it was fit they should change their courses while these affairs were still in good state. And think that to, to be true fortitude, which offers no violence to their laws, but that which uh, resist their lust. The laws of God don't offer violence. It just the laws of God have you resist your lust. And besides that, he said, it was not a reasonable thing when they had lived soberly in the wilderness to act madly now when they were in prosperity and that they ought not to lose. Now they have aband- uh, abundance what they had gained when they had little. And so did uh, he endeavor by saying thus, to be correct, to correct the young, the young uh, inert and to bring, him, bring them to repentance for what they had done. But Moses, what he was trying to say, he was just trying to say, man, y'all are better than this. And before God really does anything, there's, there's, there's time to repent. That all God's laws, God's laws ain't, ain't, ain't about just violence wanting to just kill you. Just resist your lust. Paragraph 11. But Zimri arose up after him and said, Yes, indeed, Moses. Thou art at liberty to make use of such laws as thou art so fond of and hast. 
by accustoming myself to them, made made them firm otherwise. If things had not been thus, thou hadst often been uh, punished before now. So him is like, look, Moses, it's easy for you to say that, that you can accustom yourself and, 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 and mold yourself to the laws of God. But look, before, before today, before now, we were going to kill you. This is what Jimmy's saying. Reading on. <laughs> Thou hast often been punished before now, and has known that the Hebrews are not easily put upon. You can't pull the wool over our eyes. You can't get over on us. This is what this dude is saying. But thou shalt not have me one of thy followers in thy tyrannical commands, for thou dost nothing else hitherto. All you do is give people orders. I'm not, being, I'm not one of those. I ain't, I ain't following you. I'm not no dummy. You're not getting over on me no more. You're a tyrant. Reading on. But under pretense of laws and of God, wickedly imposed on us slavery and gained dom, uh, dominion to thyself. All this benefits you. Talk about God, do this, God wants you to do this, whatever. No. You want us to be your slaves. You don't want us to be free, have our own minds, and do things our own way. You just want to keep us down while thou deprivest us of the sweetness of life. which consists in acting according to our own will. Are y'all hearing this? I pray you're reading along with me. And as the right of free men and of those that have no Lord over them, nay, indeed, this man is harder upon the Hebrews than were the Egyptians themselves. And pretending to punish according to his laws, everyone's acting what is most agreeable to himself. But thou thyself better, uh, better deservest to suffer punishment, who presumest to abolish what everyone acknowledges. To be what is good for him, and aimest to make thy single opinion to have more force than that of all the rest. And what I now do, and think to be right, I shall not hereafter deny to be according to my own sentiments. I have married, as thou sayest rightly. A strange woman. And thou hearest what I do for myself as from one that is free. For truly, I did not intend to conceal myself. I'm not hiding. I, I'm going to tell the truth. I, 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 I got to be. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it real. This is me. I chose this. I'm doing this. This is all me. I also own. Yeah, I sacrifice to those gods to whom you did not think fit to sacrifice to? And ooh, 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 brother, ooh. Like we were reading about with, with, with Dionysus. Remember what, remember what Paul was addressing in 1 Corinthians 10 and 8? With Bacchus, 
and the type of fornication that was going on in Corinth, and he was reminding us about the 23,000 people that men that died from that fornication, and the type of things that was happening at Corinth and in Ephesus and in Asia, and he had to reference what went on here in the book of Numbers with Balaam and Balak. Zimmy, I did sacrifice to those gods. I gave myself totally over to those things. And I think it right to come at truth by inquiring of many people. That you can't be the only one who's got the truth. That we have to get the truth from everybody. We got to find out about all cultures and get everybody, all different cultures, all different nationalities. We got to get everybody looking at this. Not just how the God of the Hebrews does it. How does everybody else do it? If you want to get to the truth. Moving on. Uh, and I think it, and I think you're right to come at truth by in, inquiring of many people, and not like one that lives under tyranny, to suffer the whole hope of my life to, to depend upon one man. Nor shall anyone find cause to rejoice who declares himself to have more authority over my actions than myself. You ain't the boss of me. Basically, nutshell. Paragraph 12. Now, when Zimri had said these things about what he had, he and some others had wickedly done, the people held their peace, both out of fear of what might come upon them and because they saw that their legislature, legislator was not willing to bring his influence before the public any further or, to, uh, or openly contend with him, for he avoided that, lest many should initiate the impudence of his language and thereby disturb the multitude. Upon this, the assembly was dissolved. However, the mischievous attempt had proceeded further. If Zimri had not been first slain, which came to pass on the following occasion, Phineas, a man in other respects better than the rest of the young men, and also one that surpassed his contemporaries in the dignity of his father. For he was the son of Eleazar, the high priest, and the grandson of Aaron, Moses' brother, who was greatly troubled at what was done by Zimri. He resolved in earnest to inflict punishment on him before his unworthy behavior should grow stronger by impunity. And in order to prevent this transgression from proceeding further, which would happen if the ringleader swear not uh, ringleaders, ringleaders were not punished, he was of so great magnanimity, both in strength of mind and body, that when he undertook any very dangerous attempt, he did not leave it off till he overcame it and took an entire victory. So he came unto Zimri's tent and slew him with his javelin, and with it he slew Cosby also, upon which all those young men that had a regard to virtue and aimed to do a glorious action, imitated Phineas's 
boldness and slew those that were found to be guilty of the same crime with Zimri. Accordingly, many of those that had transgressed perished by the magnanimous valor of these young men, and the rest all perished by a plague, which distempered God himself inflicted upon them. So that all those, their kindred, who instead of hindering them from such wicked actions as they ought uh, to have done, have persuaded them to go on, were esteemed by God as par- uh, partners in their wickedness and died. Accordingly, there perished out of the army no fewer than 24,000 at this time because we had given ourselves over to the fornication of the Moabites and the Midianites. When we go to number seven twenty-five, and this this will be it. When we go to number seven twenty-five, and we read verses one through nine, I'm gonna read that real quick. I am gonna read this quickly, and then we're gonna end this class. Number seven twenty-five, starting at verse nine. Oh, what verse one? And Israel abode in Sidon, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. This is the same story we just read about in the Josephus. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay every one his men that are joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. And those that died in the plague was 24,000. Brothers and sisters, we're in this in this I'm gonna end this one here. It takes on a whole different meaning when um a whole different aspect when 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 we get to history and some of the details behind behind these events and what what really was taking place and what was really happening. It, it, it gives it gives meat to to the scriptures. It gives it gives us some depth. So I'm I'm in this now at this part, but all this goes back, brothers and sisters, this fornication and the things that we were giving ourselves over to in Corinth. It goes all the way back to here us coming um, out of Egypt into the Promised Land, uh, which goes all the way back to Nimrod and to Babel and to paganism. And the, the fertility rituals and the sexual licenses and the things that we were getting so over to, 
this has as 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 has been a plague in the earth. It was the same thing of why God called the flood during the time of Noah. Of, of, of Noah. And remember, Christ told us, I got to get that one. I, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 24. Once again, and verse 37. Matthew chapter 24. You know what? I read that one a lot. Let's, let's, let's not go there. Let's get this one in Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. That's going to be just like it was in the days of, of Noah. They were doing these same things. So, brother, since I am going to end today's class with that right there, I do hope, hope to be able to pick this up on Monday uh, to continue with this. Uh, where am I at right here? Uh, thank you, if we did get a chance to tune in. Uh, we got to study and we got to repent. We've got to study and we have got to repent, brothers and sisters. So with that, uh, today is Thursday. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please check out our Facebook Live, uh, SOW, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Norfolk, uh, uh, starting at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Please check them out. Uh, and then check back with us tomorrow uh, where, where we should be doing uh, Bod's, uh Friday Night Bible Breakdown. All right, please check in with us tomorrow for Bonabod's Friday Night uh, uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns. And with that, my name is Rashad. Uh, and I'd like to say Shalom. Yeah.